Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Checkdown Charlie's podcast. I'm your host Eric. As always, I'm joined by Theo. How's it going, Theo? Pretty good. Just um, looking forward to talking more Giants football. Yep. I don't know if you saw uh, Joe Judge this week. He was rocking some attire he wasn't uh, too proud to wear. Did you see that on the news? No. What, what was that? You know, everyone knows that before taking the job with the Giants, he was actually pegged to take the uh, Mississippi State head coaching position. Uh-huh. His alma mater. So they're rivals with old Ole Miss. So Evan Ingram also went to Ole Miss, right? Right. He's the Giants' tight end. Mm-hmm. And there was a rivalry week. And uh, Mississippi State loses to Ole Miss, so he ends up rocking all Old Miss gear during a press, press conference. Oh, really? <laughs> That's cool. I mean, as long as he's not taking the job, I mean, right now the Giants are unbelievably in first place in the NFC, NFC the least, I've heard it called. But then I also saw a meme actually saying that it's incredible that all the NFC East teams are now playing with backup quarterbacks. You've got Colt McCoy, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, and uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> There's some like 2012 fantasy teams right there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're here to talk about something you know slightly earlier. I mean, we'll get to the present day, obviously, but it is nice to be able to contextualize these recordings. But as of now, uh, today's episode is going to be focused on Michael Strahan. So Michael Strahan is another Giants legend that we thought was worth dedicating an episode to. And he's one of the, much like Lawrence Taylor, is a legendary pass rusher for the Giants and Giants legend, who played defensive end for them during the late 90s and 2000s. He played 15 seasons of his career, all with the Giants, and retired as the Giants' all-time leader in sacks with 141 and a half. He also has the season record for number of sacks with 22 and a half. Mel Hine and Phil Simms are the only other players to play 15 seasons all with the Giants as well. He was named to the Pro Bowl seven times and won the Super Bowl with the Giants in 2007. So he started out as a second-round selection in the 1992-93 draft, and Michael Strahan actually spent most of his childhood in Mannheim, what was then West Germany, and had roots in the NFL because his uncle Arthur was also a defensive end. He was also known as a great all-around defensive end, being proficient in stopping the run as well as getting to the QB. 1997 was his breakout year where he totaled 14 sacks. He would also add to that total in 1998 and record 15 more sacks. He would also be one of the leaders of a Giants defense that would take them to the Super Bowl in 2000, which we recapped in a previous episode. However, Michael Strahan's prime season uh, would be in 2001, where he broke the single season record for sacks with 22 and a half. This broke the previous record that was set by Mark Gastineau. His last sack of the season would come against Brett Favre, and he was caught in the middle of a bootleg straight into Strahan. So bootleg, in layman's terms, or just to explain it, is basically play action, so it's a fake to the running back. The quarterback will take the snap and then kind of run in a J 
is the best way I could describe it. He'll kind of drop back and then kind of curl out. But I guess in this case, Strahan was coming around the other way and he got his sack. So some say that Favre was aware that Strahan was close to breaking the record and wanted to give him a freebie. I wonder who released that information. <laughs> I mean, you know, they were friends. Uh, they were seen kind of shaking hands and and chatting, and I'm sure Favre was congratulating him at that point at the end. So as with a lot of things, players are aware of their individual stats. Or, and like when somebody's on the verge of breaking an NFL record, then I'm sure, you know, other players are aware of it too, you know? Next thing you know, straight hands in a Wrangler jeans out of play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't move this one, bro. Right. <laughs> uh. So I put here in the script, they don't ask how, they ask how many, right? <laughs> exactly. As a result, Strahan was named the NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2001. We covered this in the last episode as well, a little bit about the contract controversy with Strahan, how following that season, he said, I love my time with the Giants and the fans, but this season's going to be my last one here. Eventually signed a deal that was worth $17 million. And then there was some controversy with Tiki Barber saying that, oh, he's got to split up his signing bonus and so on and so forth. But he did end up getting an extension. Obviously, you know, you're the reigning defensive player of the year. You lead the league in sacks. Like, there's no way that you don't get paid after that, you know? So in 2002, Strahan was in the midst of negotiating a new contract. His $17 million contract would make him the highest defensive player in the league. So after tearing his pectoral muscle in 2004, he returned and combined with OCU Minora for 26 sacks that year. In 2006, he would tie Lawrence Taylor's franchise record with 132 and a half sacks, but his season would end due to injury once again. Individual accolades aside, there was one thing that was eluding Strahan going into the final years of his career. Strahan would end up holding out of training camp in 2007 and rack up over $200,000 in fines. Strahan noted that if he knew he could have done that to begin with, he would have over $2 million in fines. Clearly, you know, he's, he's approaching the end of his career, and obviously we'll get into this a little bit more during the 2007 Super Bowl episode. However, suffice it to say that the outlook on the Giants season from Strahan's perspective in 2007, I, I don't want to say it was bleak, but, you know, the expectation wasn't there that this would be a championship squad, and at that point he had been in the league for, you know, 15 seasons, 14 seasons, right? So kind of wanted to save his body and ended up holding out, but eventually, you know, decided to play. So Strahan would end up playing that season and end up actually to win the Super Bowl with the New York Giants later. And obviously we'll cover that in a later episode. I have a quote here from him saying, we're going to win this game because for something like that magical to happen in a season that's been so magical, you could not lose. Michael Strahan would retire following the Super Bowl victory as the Giants franchise leader in sacks with 141 and a half, coincidentally half a sack higher than Lawrence Taylor, even if you add the stats that were not counted before the 1982 season. Strahan with fifth all-time when he retired, 854 career tackles, four career interceptions, 24 forced fumbles, and three career touchdowns in 200 games over a 15-year career. The Giants are actually planning on retiring his number 92 jersey at some point in the near future. However, you know, obviously they would probably want to do it when they're able to have fans in the stands. 
because there's no point in having like him come out and wave to an empty stadium, right? What a lot of people remember about Strahan, you know, aside from his football career, and as is the case with most prominent figures in Giants history, Strahan would actually go on to have a successful career as a TV personality. He's currently working at NFL on Fox as one of the on-air personalities. He also hosted the $100,000 Pyramid game show from 2016 to 2019. And he's also one of the hosts of Good Morning America. So he's really carved himself out a role in, in the media. And like his face, I would say, is pretty recognizable. You Especially know. the gap, right? Right, exactly. I feel like a lot of people on TV would kind of try to get that fixed. You know, if you were like an on-air personality, you know, you obviously have the resources to do that. But in his case, the gap teeth kind of, they're his kind of trademark <laughs> look at this point. So I'm glad that, you know, he's been able to carve out a role for himself, a really successful role in the media, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's funny to contrast that with Tiki Barber trying to cozy himself up to the media, right? Like Michael Strahan is always seen as this well-liked, you know, affable guy, like super friendly giant, you know, kind of thing. Whereas based on the discussions we had in the previous episode, Tiki Barber, it kind of had the sense of like he went behind his teammates' backs a little bit to cozy up to members of the media. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it seems like Strahan did it sort of organically and no one had predicted him to have this type of career mm-hmm. after the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like uh, on the other end, Tiki was trying to force it too much. You know, he was trying too hard, I guess. Right. And he tried too hard at the cost of, you know, being looked at as one of the Giants greats. You know, like performance wise, he's always going to be considered a top running back, but mm-hmm. he's not really, he's not in the ring of honor. Right. They don't praise him like they do straight him. Definitely not. King of New York, you know? Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. To mention that as well, yeah, Strahan is part of the Ring of Honor and he's featured prominently in a lot of the materials that, you know, that I used for research. Like they always like to get Strahan's take on Wellington Mara, for example, or on any of his teammates at the time, even like Giants legends, you know, like they always have him, you know, explaining stuff. I don't know. He just has a very likable personality. And yeah, he is a, a truly a Giants legend. I mean, when you think about it in context, he had more sacks than Lawrence Taylor. He's the Giants all-time leader in sacks. However, he did play for five more seasons than Lawrence Taylor did, right? And like for most NFL fans, Lawrence Taylor is like the standard answer for best defensive player of all time. Yeah. You know, and there's something to be said because like, Lawrence Taylor was in an era where the NFL was changing a lot schematically mm-hmm. and people had to make adjustments for him. Whereas, you know, Michael Strahan was just defensive end, like just out physically manning people. Yeah. It also depends on the era that you're in as well. Like, you know, you look at LT, you're right. People had to change schemes and like totally draw up new game just plans. Moved around a lot on the football field. Whereas, right. you know, Michael Strahan is playing on the line, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to attack the quarterback. Exactly. I feel like the Giants have a very solid legacy of pass rushers. Like there's always, whenever the Giants are great, it's because they have an up and coming pass rusher on their roster, in my opinion. Yeah, they always have like a steady stable. And that was the, the one thing I was thinking about while we are talking about Strahan is his success, his team success only came after the accolades. Mm-hmm. 
know, when they brought in like Yumiura and they had Justin Tuck in the reserves, there's one thing to have a blue chip defensive end, but you you still need three other players to to do their part. Yeah, that's the thing, and like I can't help but think that Strahan was like really helpful in the development of those guys' careers, like. You know, Yuminura or or Justin Tuck, you know, came in in 2007 and then flourished in, in later years as well. But yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously it's a team sport, and, but I still believe that, you know, Strahan was, was really instrumental and like definitely has earned his place among, you know, legends of, of the Giants. So yeah, that, that was the Strahan episode. And, and I'm really glad that he was able to get a Super Bowl ring. I mean, that, that was important for him, I believe, with his, you know, legacy in the NFL, and he definitely deserved it. And then, of course, his single season sack record has not been broken as of yet, as of December, what is it, December 5th? 2020, still holding strong. Strahan is a true Giants legend, a legend of the game. Do yourselves a favor. I mean, if you've never seen any Strahan highlights, go on YouTube. There are definitely some compilations of his best moments. Or just watch his, like, uh, Good Morning America highlights. Right, exactly. He's a good speaker as well. Exactly. You're like, the guy, he's like a giant teddy bear. He's so <laughs> he's so likable. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see him on the field, like, literally bowling over offensive linemen. It's just hilarious to see the dichotomy in his personality, to, uh, you know, who he is on and off the field. But by all accounts... A really awesome and, and well-liked dude, and I'm really happy for him in terms of what he's carved out, the career that he's carved out for himself, that's for sure. If you guys have any thoughts on Strahan, anything that we missed, or anything that you'd like to add, please check us out on, on Twitter, listen to a bunch of other episodes, and thanks again for listening to Checkdown Charlie's. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Checkdown Charlie's podcast. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Don't forget to follow us at CheckDCharlies on Twitter and at CheckDownCharlies on Instagram. Like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms, and don't forget to leave us a review. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.